0: Rise and shine liberty-loving Patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chrisanne Hall here K R I S A N N E H A L L dot com, where we are liberty over security Principle over party and truth over your favorite personality Here we are today JC and I both in our last Show with you in Texas this time around so I'm glad to have you with us this is a uh, we are pre-recording this show today so we won't be able to chat with you in the chat room but we're glad to have you with us nonetheless uh, this weekend by the way uh, we'll be in virginia doing a presentation on religious liberty this saturday if you want to know the details of that please go to chrisannehall.com or check into our social media we will have the details posted there our few days here in Texas have been really productive would you say JC yeah we've met some really great people and uh, the the class that I gave on Monday I didn't know was actually live streamed on Facebook which gave some people the opportunity to see who weren't able to come and we talked not only about red flag laws but I brought in to the Mix the understanding of state constitutions. And, you know, I think one of the things that is lacking in conservative circles, JC, is the fact that, you know, you go to every conservative or constitution training that we have, every Tea Party meeting, every REC meeting, and people are always handing out copies of the U.S. Constitution. Mm-hmm. But you never see people handing out copies of. The state's constitution or I mean, well, in most points like Florida would be like volumes.
1: You can't hand out state constitution.
0: But you can hand out the state's bill of rights. And we should have every state's bill of rights in printing so that the people can understand that the federal government is not the remedy for all our problems. And you don't have to run to the federal government for all your problems because your state constitutions uh, enshrine the rights of the people. And if anything, your governors and your county commissioners and your city councilmen, your mayors, ought to be held accountable to the state constitutions more so than the federal constitutions. And so we were able to bring that to the forefront this week in Texas, and we're going to be doing that more often now that people are are realizing that your state and local governments can be just tyrannical as a king. And in many cases, we have state and local governments that have become very kingly and Geez, now I I thought maybe you could leave off some of the quote-unquote Republican governors off the list of acting like monarchs rather than servants of the people. But that's not the case anymore. So it's going to have to take the people standing up and getting educated and holding their officials accountable. In saying that, (laughs) I just wonder, JC, what's it going to take for the people to stand up and do that? I wondered because I'm, I'm, we're going to talk about the resignation of Barry Weiss today from New York Times. And I probably am not going to address this in a manner that many of the conservatives are going to approve of. But nonetheless, I wonder because she complains about social media in her resignation letter dictating how media writes their articles and reports. You know, pandering to the 140 characters or less, or, or writing for a specific, narrowly tailored audience, that that gets the clicks in social media, and and I want Social wondered... media is a click. Yeah, not, it's
1: not clicks in social. No, no, media. No, no, I mean That's...
0: click, click.
1: <clears throat> oh, I thought you meant.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. No, I you're mean, right.
1: The, the narrow group is Twitter. Right. I mean, that's where we run. I run into that well, a lot. Well, but huh? even
0: Twitter is broken down into narrow groups.
1: Yeah, I don't think so.
0: Because you have the liberal, you have the the, the the New York Times clickers, and then you have you know, for lack of better labels, the Donald Trump clickers.
1: Well, the way I see it is, it's it's political junkies.
0: Yes. Okay. Right. To There's me, that's thing.
1: one group. Yeah. So in both worlds, you know, the political junkie world, like <clears throat> our world. Um, we think, we think that's reality, right? Twitter is not reality. We, we are a minority and people, people haven't accepted that.
0: Right. But in that
1: Twitter is, in fact, Twitter is the tiniest (laughs) of the social medias, Mm -hmm. but I think it wields the most influence. In in media, because media is made up of political, political junkies. junkies, so it's the same group influencing the same group. Right. But then the problem is the general populace takes in. So when the when Twitterverse influences newspapers and news and that sort of right. thing, the general public thinks what they see on the news is a reflection of broad reality. Right. That's the problem. So you get ne- neither are. Broad reality,
0: right? But in, in in it does sort of beg the the question. Then, at what point does it create? Does the perception of broad reality right. create the broad
1: yeah. reality? Yeah, no, that, that's the problem. So that the, is the, the problem. distorted universe of mm-hmm. Twitter and mainstream media. Then dictates actions yeah. within uh, you know within the broad community. Around us.
0: She writes in her letter Twitter is not on uh, Twitter is not on the masthead of the New York Times, but Twitter has become its ultimate editor as The ethics and mores of that platform have become those of the paper the paper itself has increasingly become a kind of performance space stories are chosen and told in a way to satisfy the narrowest of audiences rather than to allow a curious public to read about the world and then draw their own conclusions. I was always taught, she said, that journalists were charged with writing the first draft of history. Now, history itself is one more ephemeral thing molded to fit the needs of a predetermined narrative. So my question is, what did she, you know, I'm, I'm not being harsh or critical of her. I I think she had noble ideas of joining the New York Times, and I don't know uh, what exactly was the motivation of the people to bring her into New York Times. But what, I wonder, did she expect actually going in there? Because they are, as as she recognizes, and I guess as she points out in the beginning that the... The paper itself recognized, and I don't know what that means. The paper itself, the leadership of the paper realized that they were dre- dealing with a very narrow audience with all the journalists that they had an employ, So they wanted to bring in a different perspective.
1: I, I think most, you asked the question once you expect. Um, I, and again, I, you know, this is, I guess I have a habit of ticking off the audience, but I, I think. Um, Conservatives are generally naive because of conservatives, you know, if if I say conservative for lack of a better term, our view is live and let live. I think many conservatives really still have a sort of Pollyanna view of of these people. Like remember George Bush, the new tone, right? right? Those kind of conservatives, if we're nice and we, we can reason, and talk, and share facts, and educate, mm-hmm. then, you know, then we'll convince these people, and we'll make the world a better place. So, I think she has that view that a lot of conservatives have, so she can go in there, and, and wow, the New York Times has given a broader, you know, opinion base, a broader world view, and I'm going to be able to contribute and balance this out, and isn't that great? So, I think conservatives are naive. You, These people will target you. I mean, you're dealing with what she discovered, the cancel culture. This right. is their mentality. We will right. seek out and destroy those who do not agree with us. You know it's, So she's naive in believing that it would be any different.
0: It's interesting that you, you mentioned that, JC, because the Los Angeles Times wrote a piece on this in which they quoted – other journalists from Twitter. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. It's just this is becoming like the the incestuous relation, media relationship. It's it's really kind of again, stunning how, again, how, how this goes.
1: It's the same little world. Okay. So then if you want to reinforce your message, you have to go to your little world. Mm-hmm. If you go out on the street and start asking, you know, regular you know, Joe the welder, mm-hmm. you're not, you're not going to get the same message. So it is what it is. Twitter and the media, it is a single world. It is an echo chamber. <laughs> and so that's why, you know, that's why they go to these sources.
0: You guys get to meet the uh, residents of the Texas home here. Bear was the big dog that just came in and and this is Ski, the cat.
1: Ski's the guy that runs the place.
0: Ski runs the place. So uh, everybody say hello to Ski and and Bear. Um, but you guys are used to that because Mac's always coming in and, and visiting us too. So we don't mind the little furry friends that, that come along with us. But I wanted to say, so uh, we have in this, can you pronounce that guy's name?
1: He's the guy from the Young Turks. They're all hacks. They're all liberal hacks.
0: But listen to what he says. To say, and this is his tweet based on what's happening. I'm just, how, I just can't get over how crazy this all is. And so he says, to say I'm against cancel culture is a massive understatement. But there's a diff. I know, right? But there is a difference between criticism and getting someone fired. Uh, Weiss quit. She wasn't fired. She quit because people hurt her feelings. Seems snowflakey to me. You can't cancel other people's speech either.
1: The, if, guy, the guy's made a living canceling other people's speech. Right,
0: but if this, his... This whole
1: show is about that. Give me a break. Well, he's, but he's here's the thing. He's just left this idiot.
0: But here's the thing, JC. If what he says is true that you can't cancel other people's speech. Somebody needs to let the Supreme Court know, somebody needs to let the people who actually wrote the First Amendment know, and somebody needs to wipe off an entire segment of the judicial precedent that says there's this chilling effect And that other people can engage in the heckler's veto. I mean, we're talking about a whole expanse of legal authority, of civil rights uh, precedent and and history that he's going to. What an arrogant ass. (laughs) I mean, seriously.
1: Well, the whole. So.
0: And their whole premise is based on. You know, the conservatives canceling out speech and Donald Trump canceling out speech. Right. And they're the ones that are actually created the snowflake culture.
1: Yeah. No, this guy, this young Turk, the host of the Young Turks, moron, is constantly railing about what kind of language Donald Trump uses and, you know, and talking about things that conservatives say and all this stuff. And you can't cancel speech. So this lady was being harassed, threatened, mocked. Axes put by her name. Well I mean, no, even so,
0: people who befriended her were harassed yeah. and threatened. So that's and that's not canceling
1: speech. Yeah. You can't cancel speech. So if someone if someone docks the young Turk moron host, that's okay. It's no they no no, they're yeah. not canceling anything. There's a difference. I mean, give me a break.
0: And he's he they would be the ones New York Times would be the ones that would jump right on board Without a heartbeat, defending people who are using terms like he, she, her, or him because that is offensive to the thirty-seven thousand other genders that we have out right. here. So it's all hypocrisy. No, it's, it's,
1: yeah, and it's typical. You know, we don't like her, so we celebrate the fact that she was made to quit. Yeah, she quit. She wasn't fired. Mm-hmm. She she quit. I mean, because of constant harassment, attacks, threats, this sort of thing. Right. So, so this totally disingenuous. She wasn't fired. She quit. So, you know, I'm constantly punching you in the face and and, Which, and you roll over. Oh, it's not my fault that I was punching you in the face. You quit.
0: Well, one of the other things then you just clearly pointed out, we got to wipe out a whole nother section of jurisprudence about con- uh, constructive Firing hostile environment, right. so he, you know, don't even come to me these these radical leftists ever again and tell me that you live in a hostile working place because your boss wants to pray. Yeah. Don't tell me about your hostile working environment because
1: you're in a you're in a religious heteronormative offensive <laughs> environment.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. These people, I don't even. And again, he puts it in writing. How do you even say these things out loud without having a little voice in the back of your head going, Whoa, whoa, wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. Not only are you contradicting things that you've done in the past, but you may be undermining some future, you know, event that you want to comment on.
1: Let me, let me get your show censored for today by sharing (laughs) some truth, possibly risk deplatforming. Because no one else is going to say this. Say
0: it. Say it. On. This,
1: this lady, uh, this journalist Weiss, um, basically targeted anti-Semitism, and there was there were many numbers of uh, Arab professors and other Middle Eastern uh, professors and others uh, that she exposed, mm-hmm. and so it's it's not. Unsurprising to me, when you look at the people now attacking her, uh, are part of that same uh, oh, no. that same culture. She
0: talks about it in her. So
1: they have their panties in a wad because she exposed some am- anti-Semitism in their world, mm-hmm. and so now they're celebrating and mocking the fact that she had to quit.
0: Now she writes about this in her letter. She says. My own forays into wrongthink have made me the subject of constant bullying by colleagues who disagree with my views. They've called me a Nazi and a racist. Yeah. And I've learned to brush off comments about how I'm quote writing about the Jews again, end quote. Yeah. How do you call somebody a Nazi and in the same per- same aspect criticize them for trying to defend the Jews? See these people have absolutely no ability to reason. There's no thought process in this. It's all emotion. It's all based on illogical, irrational reaction to something that makes me feel something, which is ironic because then you've got the Young Turks guy saying that she quit because she has her feelings hurt. Right, and so it's just again. I, I, I let me. I lost my spot trying to go you, to the
1: lesson learned you cannot reason with these people they cannot be reasoned with so you're you're naive again just like i talked about the traps that are set mm-hmm. last time it's another trap if you go in thinking you know i'm going to i'm going to contribute and i'm going to make the world their world a better place mm-hmm. because i'm going to add another point of view they don't want another point of view And there is no reasoning with them, period.
0: Here's what Thomas Paine said, and I've said this over and over again. To argue with a man who has renounced the use and authority of reason and whose philosophy consists in holding humanity in contempt is like administering medicine to the dead. And that's that's who these people are. And here's what she said. Part of me wishes I could say that my experience was unique, but the truth is that intellectual curiosity, let alone risk-taking, is now a liability at the New York Times. Why edit something challenging to our readers or write something bold, only to go through the numbing process of making it ideologically kosher, when we can assure ourselves of job security and clicks, she says, By publishing our 4,000th op-ed arguing that Donald Trump is a unique danger to the country and the world. And so the self-censorship has become a norm. Mm -hmm. So it's about feeding the hungry, like you said, minority of this corner of the political junkie. That is now, you know. I mean, they're they're your bread and butter, Right. and we are not journalists anymore. I mean, no. I think we need to stop using this term "journalist." We have to come up with some other kind of of.
1: They're crusaders. Name Anti-Trump crusaders is pretty much.
0: Yeah, but when the, Trump's the f- gone, they'll have I, a new crusade. I was just wondering, Trump. what
1: are they going to do with Trump's when Trump's not? What does the Atlantic write about? when President Trump is no longer in office.
0: Well, I'll tell you what they write about. They write about uh, you know, denying everybody else rights. They write about how we need to destroy the Constitution. They need they find their their moray of, of political professors who will prove to you that the Constitution is null and void and we need to have no, I can pretty you know, much, a socialist Marxist government take over.
1: I can pretty much wake up every day and and okay, let me go to it to the Atlantic and see why I should hate Trump today.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, there's
1: nothing else to write about.
0: Well, I w- is
1: there w- nothing else going on in the world?
0: You have well, you have Roger Stone, but that's directly related Trump. to Trump. Everything Trump, right?
1: revolves around Trump.
0: So the headline is Roger Stone. This is the Atlantic, by the way. The headline is Roger Stone can be tried again. Interestingly, coming from. From Neil Neil Cattell, which was Barack Obama's um, uh, solicitor general. Okay. So, you know, he's a lawyer, but he's not really a lawyer because he's...
1: Objective journalism.
0: uh, Yeah, right. Objective journalism from from Barack Obama's uh, former solicitor general. Right. So the headline is, Donald Trump can be tried again. What do you think the first two words of the article are? Donald Trump, President Trump, Mm -hmm. Roger Stone can be tried again. And the first two words of the article are not Roger Stone. (laughs) They're President Trump, because everything is about the
1: first words of the second paragraph.
0: Yeah, it is the first words. Donald Trump is the first word. I should do like a number, a number word count. You know, how many times is Donald Trump mentioned in an article? whose theme is supposed to be about the legality and the legal possibility of Roger Stone being tried again. Because Donald Trump is not going to try Roger Stone again. Donald Trump is not the reason that Roger Stone will be tried again. Donald Trump will have nothing to do with Roger Stone being tried again. And it's just, it's crazy. These people, JC, scare me. And I will simply tell you that they scare me. Because of the growing Magnitude of their influence and our reason I showed you this article from the Atlantic today Was number one because it's written by an attorney number two It's written by someone Who is the former solicitor general of a president of the United States and that's all that matters? It doesn't matter that he was actually, you know, under Obama and he, Obama, have the same errant understanding of constitution and application of law. And I don't even think Barack Obama has actually a grasp on real constitution and law in America today. But, you know, I I will open myself for, you know, some kind of argument on that. But nonetheless, I'm pretty firm on that. But what people in our society today look at and say, oh, well, he was in government. He was the solicitor general of a president of the United States. So he must know what he's talking about. So you bring somebody up with an understanding of the Constitution, like me, who has taught the Constitution, who, who understands and studies the history and knows the Constitution, and you bring forward the reasoned historical and legal perspective of the Constitution and the people in the general public and it doesn't really matter which side anymore because you'll never really hear that it's about Barack Obama Solicitor General right and this happens in the conservatives room you you see this automatic expert bias given to people simply because they were in government mm. And so I can bring a rational reasoned logical historical and and uh, factual view of what this guy is going to say. And I and I hate to say it but 85% of the American population that would read that article being either side will say who is she? You know why do we why should we even listen to her? She wasn't in government. What is that JC? That uh, you're the psychological guy here. I I know I always do that to you. I always do that. I just Cuz it's mind-numbing to me this cult of The expert has now deemed you you almost have to run for office. You don't have to win But you almost have to run for office for anybody in America to hold that you have a credible view on something and Everywhere we go and I teach JC. Everybody's like Oh Chrisanne How many people in the last two weeks have told you Chrisanne needs to run for office? A lot. It happens all the time over 11 years Why does my credibility or the credibility of what we have to offer hinge on whether I've held office for or not or whether I've been in office or not. See what's what bothers me JC is I have the complete opposite op- opinion if you have run for office your credibility is already falling i i, I don't know I, I just simply have that little i don't know I, I too much of my founding fathers in me i guess this idea that in, in watching people over the last 11 years run as conservatives and even use the words of the founders and get up there and just be completely worthless But you have this situation. So let me read this to you from The the Atlantic. I'm going to skip to the last paragraph. Of course, oh my goodness. Like many other times when Trump has shortchanged those he cuts deal with, Trump hasn't actually protected Stone from further prosecution. If Stone wants to earn... The finality he so obviously craves he should try the same approach by other convicted criminals uh, Come clean and tell prosecutors what they want to know about the crimes in which he was involved You have the solicitor general saying once again, who cares about innocent until proven guilty You have been uh, you assert your innocence. You've had the the injustice of the judicial system run rampant over you
1: and you have a right to an appeal
0: and you have a right to an appeal but hey why don't you just you know say so you did it say you did it and get it all over with i he says here the law of double jeopardy is notoriously unclear it is only notoriously unclear to those who are notoriously and obstinately ignorant because there's a whole, there are centuries of history that built the premise of our, our, our double jeopardy. But listen to what he says. Had Stone been pardoned, judges might have been reluctant to allow new but related criminal charges. Much, much as judges are more inclined to find double jeopardy concerns when new charges are brought against someone who has been acquitted. But a commutation condones nothing. It eradicates nothing of the guilt found by the jury. It may be the president's prerogative, appalling as it is, but it's not the elimination of Stone's guilt. Well, a did, pardon did is miss, not the elimination of a Stone's guilt either.
1: Did he miss the part where Stone didn't want a pardon because he wants to run his appeal?
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, that's completely ignoring that. So you, so you clearly create an alternate reality so that you can craft an article once again to criticize Donald Trump. I right. mean that that's where the Atlantic no longer has any credibility whatsoever with me cuz they they go out of their way for the soap they wake up every morning let's what kind of article can we write to criticize Donald Trump?
0: And so, so just, this. Just
1: feed that. But for remember. For whatever reason.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's what this is all about. The whole thing is Roger Stone can be tried again. But the entire web of the article is about how Donald Trump failed it's, it's Roger a bad Stone. Bad guy. He's yeah. about a bad guy. Now here's the one thing that really, really bugged me.
1: It's tedious. And it's this is like Weiss said. It's just tedious. It is every, tedious. It wears you down. Every single article. Okay, we get it. You hate trump we understand just put that put put a little banner on top of your website on top of your magazine that says that if, if you need to see that and say that every day but how how do who does this feed right who is interested in reading the atlantic other than people you know that group of people that hate trump right like you have people that have to say every day i hate trump and then the people who have to hear every day somebody saying, I hate Trump. It is a yeah. sick and twisted part of society. We're mentally these people have become mentally deranged. I'm almost looking forward to the day when Trump is no longer president because I've forgotten what a world is like, what a sane world is like without these people. That Trump I didn't have Trump. <laughs> they're Trump, not created, going away. <laughs> Trump created these people. Yeah. They're they're like. Like everybody works at the atlantic in this this whole segment of society that they represent they're like frankenstein's monster like trump m- created these zombies that that are programmed to walk around every mm-hmm. day going i hate trump orange man bad it's it's insanity
0: yes absolutely absolutely look and and here's here's what what some would call collateral damage to all of this derangement it's this Attack on the American way of life as whole. And remember, what we're dealing with is an article written by a former solicitor general of a president of the United States, who is not simply on the surface attacking Donald Trump, on the surface condemning Roger Stone, but in reality, he is. You just made me lose my place.
1: What is his name?
0: <laughs> his his name is um, uh, Neil Katal. K a t y a l. so uh oh now I gotta find my spot
1: a lot of damage.
0: I know but I have to find the part that I was gonna read um, so the uh, problem here is the attack that's happening to other things now listen to what what it says Ordinarily, protections against double jeopardy forbid trying someone for the same cri- cri- crimes twice. Ordinarily. Right? He says, but, now the average, I, I, I mean, you guys are above average, but I would hope that the above, that the average person hearing this would have a little switch in their head that says, wait a minute, this isn't right. Ordinarily protections against double jeopardy forbid trying someone for the same crimes twice but the crimes above Have different elements from the ones that stone was convicted of so they're not the same and are being for and being forced to prove different facts to establish different elements of a crime in general a in general a key indication that prosecutors are not running into constitutional double jeopardy concerns so what he is trying to tell us that you can have the same events the same body of facts you can be tried for this this crime but if they can find little differences in the same effect facts In the same body of events and and manipulate the law to find an avenue of an of some, you know
1: Charge you with a different crime.
0: Tangential thing. You can now charge you with another crime and try you for the same facts twice. Mm -hmm. This is outrageous, people. This is absolutely outrageous. This is a complete and utter affront. To do process everywhere. And JC, I know that we have said this over and over and over again. This is Roger Stone. If they're doing this and they're contemplating doing this to Roger Stone, you have to know they have already done it to people all across America. You're reading about him. (laughs) Is he a nice guy? I don't know. Yeah so here you have I, and I'm, I'm seeing a developing theme today here this this narrowing tailored view of how media presents things to as she said the four thousandth article about how you know Donald Trump is a bad guy and in the meantime you said it, and I think it's just brilliant, that even though we're dealing with the 1% of the the political junkie, what happens is, is that the newswire that we've created now feeds these sound bites to the local medias. And they don't do their own investigative journalism anymore, they don't do their own training anymore. So they actually feed from these news wires. So your, your local ABC station, your local Fox station, they all feed from the same water trough. Mm -hmm. And then the general population gets fed these things. Donald Trump is bad because Donald Trump, you know, engages in in like, like Katal said, engages in
1: corrupt. Or coronavirus bad, wear masks or you die.
0: Die. Bodies. Bodies in the streets. Bodies in the streets.
1: Meanwhile, false data. False data. False statements, wrong statements, misinformation. So that's today's journalism. Whatever the topic. It doesn't matter. So they have a message. They want the message to go out. In this case, Trump bad guy. And let's just craft whatever we can to make him the focus and uh, manipulate the public. And when you try,
0: but here's the thing, when you try to bring, the news media is supposed to be a place where you see alternate opinions. Well, I mean, that's the whole purpose of freedom of press. That's why we protect freedom of press so that we can have alternate opinions out there. Now, freedom of press doesn't, you know, isn't, press isn't defined as the media. It's supposed to be all of our stuff but the idea then that you are now chastised here we have uh peter navarro okay peter navarro is the uh let me put this advisor to the president president. published an op-ed in usa today that a scathing op-ed they said that says that anthony fauci mr covid king has been wrong about everything I've interacted with him on he's and now the the White House has come out and is now chastising him for not going through the proper channels to publish this op-ed because Donald Trump the Trump administration doesn't want to make enemies with Fauci for whatever reason how are the people to get accurate information if the people on the inside are not able to speak freely about their experiences about what they see as they happen in government.
1: Well, you can, just doesn't mean you keep your job.
0: Well, and I- I mean, he works for
1: the president. So if you're, you know, hey, you work for me, if you're gonna publish anything, then you gotta go through this. just the way it is. That's the rules of his job. Right. So yeah, he can say whatever he wants, but you know, I mean, there, there. No matter where you work, there's a way to go go about getting the information out. If he's a whistleblower, then whistleblower usually that's it. You, well, that you has to be your career.
0: Someone now, he had to know. Then and that was the point that I'm trying to make here. He had to know the proper procedures. Right, he intentionally did not go through the proper procedures, or perhaps so, he attempted to go through the proper I was gonna procedures, say that, and they went that, no.
1: So that would indicate they're protect, they're trying to protect Fauci even before, like because right. if if he wasn't getting opposition um, against pointing out Fauci's false statements in the first place, why would he even do this? Right. So to me, this is already an indication, like. That the administration
0: so is covering for this Right, so it's
1: being reported like he issues the scathing op-ed, then the White House staff or whoever comes against him. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the order of the thing.
0: Exactly. White House
1: staff had to been trying to muzzle him in the first place. Otherwise, why would you need to to write an op ed in the manner that he did outside of normal channels?
0: You want to bake so somebody's already
1: cover for Fauci. Bake
0: somebody's noodle. Why would USA Today, of all papers, willingly publish a scathing op ed against Fauci because it shows that there is discord in the Trump administration? It's not all about Trump. It's all about Trump, right? But but he says this. A he better says,
1: question is, if all this is true about Fauci, which is anybody can look at, there's a long list of his misstatements. Anybody can yeah. see that. So then, the real question is, why? Uh, why is he there? Yeah. Why is he in that position?
0: And why right. are they defending him? Yeah. You have somebody who Fixes is him. in in who is the trade advisor who has international kinds of of information right he's collecting information from all over he's the trade advisor that's his job he's also obviously had personal contact and working with fauci his scathing op-ed proves very intimate conversations you know about these things and of
1: course no one questions
0: here he has uh the the question then becomes if all these things that he's saying are true why is the administration covering for Fauci's lies and errors he says Fauci says in, in his op-ed he says Fauci says a failing mortality rate does not matter when it's the single most important statistic to help guide the pace of our economic reopening
1: it's all about a vaccine man yeah
0: it's he says the lower vaccine. mortality rate the faster uh, and more we can open so when you ask Navarro right so re- when you ask whether I listen to Dr. Fauci's advice, my answer is only with skepticism and caution. Now, J.C., that's exactly how we should all listen to Fauci, knowing that the man—so
1: you should listen to anybody. Yeah, well, that's true,
0: but that the man is set to make billions yeah, off see, of a vaccination. See,
1: I now that I dis- i disagree with. We should listen to him with skepticism, and caution, but no. Get, now you listen to anybody with skepticism and caution Mm -hmm. when you don't know anything you already have a long list of his statements you already have information of his motivations and his connections okay at that point you don't listen to him with caution and skepticism you don't listen to him at all
0: period (laughs) yeah it's crazy here's the thing jc if a judge okay if a judge was set to benefit in billions of dollars Off of the opinion he is about to write. That judge would be criminally, could be criminally prosecuted, could be disbarred, and it would be considered an ethics violation. If, and these are things that that they've said about Donald Trump. If Donald Trump was set as an individual to gain billions off of a trade agreement that he would negotiate with a foreign government, They would be screaming ethics violations. They would be screaming impeachment. They would be screaming about violations. This guy is on the board of directors of the company That's going to make billions off of vaccinations. That's already made billions off of the entire COVID virus.
1: The fix is in. It's a done deal. It's all about the vaccine. I mean, Trump, Trump's been, Trump banged the uh, vaccine drum from day one. Yeah. uh, Along with Fauci and the rest of them. So the fix is in. That's a done deal.
0: So I want to end today with the words of Thomas Jefferson and just a short discussion on that. Because I'm going to ask, listen, Jason, I'm going to ask you a question because it all wraps up into uh, this, what we're talking about today. Jefferson writes to John Norville on the 14th of June, 1807. To your request of my opinion of the manner in which a newspaper should be conducted, so as to be most useful, I should answer, quote, by restraining it to true facts and sound principles only, End quote. that's Jefferson's advice. That's how a newspaper ought to function. And then he says, yet I fear such a paper would find few subscribers. So Weiss's complaint, our observations of the Atlantic and the motive, you know, a USA Today publishing the op-ed from Navarro is not about getting out information about truth, about how Fauci is deceiving us, but to simply so see that it's more dissent in Trump, right? administration do the people make the news and that's that's i think that's what jefferson is trying to tell us yeah i we're, fear we're, such we're, paper would find no, a paper that would run on facts and sound principles would find few subscribers we have the, the we have those subscribers here At Liberty First uh, University, we have those subscribers here to chrisanthal.com. You guys are the ones who want to find the truth and facts and sound principle.
1: Look, it's capitalism. They write what the people buy. That's what the people buy. Mm -hmm. Simple as that.
0: So the bottom line is then the general population is to blame for the fact that the media doesn't publish anything other than what they publish. Right. Jefferson says it's a melancholy truth that a suppression of the press could not more completely deprive the nation of its benefits than is done by its abandoned prostitution of falsehood. He said, if you outlaw freedom of press, you would do less damage than the media's prostitution of facts today. He says nothing can now be believed which is seen in a newspaper. Truth itself becomes suspicious by being put into that polluted vehicle. The real extent of the state of misinformation is known only to those who are in situations to confront facts with their knowledge, with the lies of the day. I really look with commiseration over the great body of my fellow citizens who reading a newspaper live and die in the belief that they have known something of what has been passing in the world in their time.
1: Yeah. Well, few products appeal to everybody that's not how marketing that's not how markets work you know what i mean so you develop an audience yes so they have an audience and that audience has taste and this what sells so that's who they sell to so the media the newspapers put in their product that which sells to their audience right they have developed this audience and you know then that's what when you see the new york times it's what she describes this is this is what they do when so twitter and whoever is up in a fervor about them having some objective or broad-based article then they have to pull that they have to change it because that's their audience saying we're not going to buy that's the cancel culture when they start boycotting uh you know you have Mm -hmm. tucker tucker carlson um who has huge audiences right and then these people go after the sponsors because his money comes from the sponsors, right? right. Not necessarily the whole audience, but, but the sponsors. Uh, so it's about where is the money coming from? Right. So in that subscription-based world, um, that audience controls the content.
0: But the, and, and again, the concern that I have in that that you pointed out earlier is the general unsuspecting population who is then fed this. They didn't seek out Tucker Carlson. They didn't seek out the Atlantic, but the news wires put these feeds out and we're constantly bombarded with these things that are simply false. And that's how you get, like you said, the, the COVID, we're all gonna die. That's what you see in the news. You see all of this stuff that is being fed from the news wire that is being developed and created based on Twitter clicks, I w- I wonder how many people who watch the evening news, regardless of what corporation runs that evening news, they are being fed information that is coming from a Twitter click think tank. <laughs> isn't that I mean? Isn't that what it is? You've got the Twitter, the the ultimate social experimental think tank the social media of Twitter what gets the most clicks well that's gonna go out to the newswire because then as you said that's what feeds our sponsors our sponsors know people will go there because we have the proven think tank we've got our whole little uh, laboratory our, our Twitter laboratory that tells us exactly what people want to hear and so again do people want to hear that or do they Oh, you know we read that it's that movie and the TV series that we've been watching uh, about the train that goes through the snow Snowpiercer. snowpiercer do the people eat the protein bars because that's all they have to eat or do they eat the protein bars because they want to eat them and that's what I see about this news not realizing that it's all made from cockroaches and if they knew the source of their protein bars they would vomit it up before they even ate it to begin with. That's how I feel about the media today. I agree with Thomas Jefferson. It's a cesspool. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, we will be back with you in Florida tomorrow. Uh, thank you for keep feeding us your information. I love how you guys help us research. Remember, go to libertyfirstuniversity.com, go to godgunsliberty.com. You've got the t shirts back up, right? Yeah, so the t-shirts are back up at GodGunsLiberty.com. Get your liberty gear. Uh, Don't just pontificate, educate with your liberty gear. God bless you guys. We will see you tomorrow.